Hello friends, thank you for being here with us. We're starting this little space of conversation. Uh, my name is Carlo and we just wanted to start um, a time where we can share a few of the things that God has put in our hearts and has been teaching us through his word. Um, and this thing we're calling these nails have no reverse. And I'm here with Eric. How you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm ready. You're ready. We're, that's good. We're ready. We are ready to get this started. And um, we just wanted to, first of all, give you a little background of where this whole thing is coming from. Um, like I say, my name is Carlo. I was born in Mexico um, back when I was not even one year old. I was less than one year old when I was born. Um, I don't remember how old I was, but I was born. You were born. I have proof of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm here, right? You're here. You man. see me. You're real. You, you hear me. You guys hear me. So yeah. trust me, he's real. <laughs> um, grew up in in Mexico. Uh, became a Christian. I I put my trust in the Lord uh, when I was in my twenties, um, and from there he. God started working in my heart, um, as He still is, and challenged me to take some time to learn about His Word, and uh, with guidance from my church leaders and good Christian friends, uh, I was able to uh, go to Argentina uh, to a seminary there from an organization called Word of Life. Uh, which you don't call it Word of Life in Argentina. They call it Palabra de Vida. Ooh, sounds right. way cooler. You think so? Oh, way cooler. Okay. Yeah. You know, because for us, it's like, oh, Palabra de Vida, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you don't know much about the Bible. It's like, what does that mean? Uh, but no, it was, it was a great time. It changed my life. I, I met my wife there. Uh, I didn't know that she was there. You know, but then all of a sudden, like, oh, there's my wife. And uh, we got married. And um, through a series of uh, fortunate events, <laughs> let's just say a series of events, um, we ended up in a ministry here in Columbus, Ohio, with our church that uh, we've been there uh, now. I've been on staff at that church for going on 14 years wow 14 years that's impressive. the longest i've been in that's impressive in anything that's <laughs> impressive so and i i want to learn the bible i love to to get deep into the scripture and uh, i think this this uh way to do it is it's a great way to put it out there and uh, maybe it can help or encourage somebody. So, so what about you, Eric? Well, uh, my my story is a whole lot different than that because it's a lot more boring. Because <laughs> I grew up right here and have never lived anywhere else. Grew up actually right down the street from my house. Um, and uh, yeah, born right here in Columbus. And um, you know, I went. I actually, my parents had me in a Christian school and. Uh, you know, we went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday night. You knew my wife. 
Well, I was going to say there's a connection there because I actually went to formal in high school with your wife's sister, which I think is hilarious. Right. You know, we never really dated, but, you uh-huh. know, she was my date for the formal at, oh. at, at Maranatha. Oh, I'm going to give her a hard time So it's that. kind of funny how that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I went to Christian school all the way through. I actually did go to public school in ninth grade for a little bit in Hilliard. And then when then it didn't it didn't go well, so I went back. Graduated from Maranatha right here off Treby Road in Columbus. And uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, got married and started going through life like everyone else does and thinking I'm a believer. And I'd been around it my whole life and heard the gospel like thousands of times and was in the proper church speaking the proper doctrine. But yet um, at 27, just didn't just didn't actually... Um, have it didn't have the real um gospel and then i heard it when my the weekend my daughter was born which was 14 years ago um the god i heard the real gospel you know the bible talks about a different gospel and another jesus mm-hmm. and i believe i was i was in you know i was believing a different gospel and i believe i had put my faith in another jesus and mm-hmm. i just went to a church service one time and and it was i heard a different gospel the right gospel mm-hmm. and um just went home and just fell on my face and accepted G- the real jesus the one who really died for me the one who actually loved me unconditionally mm-hmm. um and then you know i didn't go to any seminaries or anything i i just had a complete turn my life was turned you know, a lot of people say upside down, but truly it was turned right side up. And, you know, and I started just hungering after God's word and, and I didn't really have anybody. Um, never really had a mentor of any kind. Um, just dug in and just trusted that the Holy Spirit was going to teach me. So you just went directly to the... Yeah, and I didn't, I honestly didn't have an influence other than my pastor, but I sought it on my own and I, and I would just read and I would just, you know, and I listened to a few outside sources, but, you know, I, I feel like God really for about a year, especially just poured some incredible truth into my mind and my heart that I would have never gotten any other way other than I just gave him my hundred percent focus for a period of time. And I just uh, laid everything else down and just, I sought him. Like David said, you said, when you said, seek my face, uh, my heart said, your face I will seek. Well, I did that for a while, and I, I just, you know, I just started understanding the Bible in a way that I never thought I would. And then, since then, I believe, you know, I believe I have a real interest in, like, discerning the difference between this other gospel and this religious system that I believe is created by the devil. Mm-hmm. And I do believe God hates religion. And I do believe that Christianity has been very watered and very, it's very murky. And I like, I've been like trying to understand how to like just slice through that and how to understand the difference like between, because we say we have a relationship with God, we don't have a religion, which is what I say. I believe that. That's real. Um, Because it isn't just a religion. And, and I've, you know, I'm just one of those weirdos that just constantly thinking about things of the Bible and trying to figure things in life out, which I don't know, sometimes I, don't, I wish I didn't because it's just 
I get consumed by it. But I just say how weirdo you're. You're like a like a rarity. It, I am. I'm not normal. I know that because I just don't. You're think, an abnormality. Yeah. I don't think about anything else. You know, I don't. I don't. I but just, then again, shouldn't we not think about it? Well, maybe. Um, I feel like a lot of it's for nothing um, because I spend all this time thinking uh, and trying to dig in and understand the things of the Bible. And I, I haven't really had an outlet. You know, I'm a carpenter. Um, I've always been a carpenter. Um, so I don't have like, I don't know. I've always felt like it was for nothing because... I always ask God all the time, like, why do I have, why do I have what I have? Because I, I think I'm a rational thinker, and I think I understand the fact that the things that have been revealed to me through the Holy Spirit are things that someone might appreciate hearing. Right. So it, it's not. That's what I was going to ask you. It's not that it, there's mysticism in what God has revealed to you, or or. Um, yeah, it's not, he's no respecter of person, so I believe I'm not special in the fact that I just simply am fascinated by it, consumed by it, and I'm available, you know, to under, to this, I, I want to learn, I want to, I want to understand, and so I think the understandings that he's shown me are available to anyone, you know, because if you really do pursue his word, there's, there's passages in the New Testament that promise, um, you know, that that you're gonna, you're gonna, God's gonna open your eyes to some incredible things from His Word. If you're, if you have a love for His Word, I do believe I have a love for His Word. Mm -hmm. I have a great respect for His Word. I believe His Word is perfect. I believe it's inspired. I believe it's preserved. I believe every word is there for a reason, and I believe it, it's inexhaustible. Mm -hmm. But I believe as you dig, you can find. And what's amazing is, that if it's never simple, anything that's not simple in the end is is not. I believe is not. Not truth. Now, simple in the way of understanding, not simple in the way of because there's so a lot of things in the well, and there's a lot of things in the Bible that are simple, but yet they're extremely hard for our finite minds to wrap our to wrap around. So there's there's dilemmas that are created when you start studying the Bible. Things that your mind can't don't doesn't have the capacity, or you know. So when I say simple, I mean like one line simple, not necessarily easy. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily comfortable, but simple. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned as studying the Bible is if I take a topic and dig, and even though at first it seems very deep and very you know co complex, the more you dig, the fascinating thing about the Bible is that the deeper you dig, you come out when you boil it down to very simple truths. Mm -hmm. um, and that's... That's how I know it's real, because the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. I believe a lot of people think his book is confusing and unapproachable and overwhelming and intimidating. But I don't think that's the book he gave us. I think he gave us a book that if and we... that keeps them from, from yeah. getting into it. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? Wouldn't there be somebody that would be interested in saying it's too difficult, too complicated, you cannot understand mm -hmm. it? And they're all, you know, what's crazy about that is they're right. Because the Bible clearly tells us that we cannot understand and that the Holy Spirit teaches us. So when they say those things, they're saying the truth, but they're just missing the fact that the Holy Spirit guides us and teaches us the things from his word. If we, if we do as Mary did in the good old Christmas story, anything out of the Bible that we do 
ponder in our heart mm-hmm. and keep those yeah. things. God will reveal the truths of those, and beauty is that He'll reveal them in a in a unique way to us. But He'll reveal them if we if we just ponder them, meditate, like the Bible talks about meditating on His Word. So, at first glance, yeah, and, and Mary didn't understand it all right from the get go. No. Yeah, she she kept these things in her heart and kept pondering on them. And in time, they were revealed to her. Yeah. She got to see who this child was. Yeah. And what his mission was and why he was special. And and it's just, it's, it's the same for us. I, I think that in many ways, what religion has done is kind of like pack all of this amazing truths and synthesize them and put them in little okay this is what you do for this and this and this and this whichever religion yeah it is. right but if we talk about christianism because or christianity yeah because remember i'm mexican so yeah just because i speak very good english <laughs> doesn't mean i speak it well <laughs> all the time um we, we, like you said, you grew up in, in church. You are, um, what I'm trying to say is, we say, okay, so you need to accept the Lord. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to accept the Lord. What does that even mean? What does accept means? Yeah. What does the Lord mean? Yeah, right. Right? Um, you need to get baptized. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get baptized because yeah. the Bible says I need to. So, again, there are all these truths that... We're supposed to understand, but in many cases, churches and religion get in the way yeah. many times. We yeah. can get in the way of people coming to have the kind of relationship that Jesus wants with us. Oh, yeah. And therefore, we end up deceiving people unintentionally. Yeah. And we have churches where filled with religious people that want to come and want to have a relationship, but they don't know how. Because we're not allowing them to to develop that. You know, yeah. going go and, and sometimes even to take it a step further, we churches can be afraid that people would start questioning things and get off. And it's like, God, Jesus will take care of his church. We, as long as we teach the truth of the Bible, he will take care and he will start doing a a job in people's hearts. Right. And guide them. On the other hand, and this is sad to, to realize, but not everybody's going to accept him. Not everybody's going to be saved. Yeah. It's not for us to say who. That only only God knows who who is safe, who is truly a believer. Um, But my job is to put these truths in front of people. Yeah. Our job as Christians is tell others about these truths that are in the Bible and and help people understand them, but I'm not going to make them understand them. Right. I don't even understand sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and one thing we got to keep in mind, 
when it comes to religion because anytime you start talking especially to Christians and obviously religious people about the idea that Satan is the creator of religion uh, it just you know people get real you know offensive and they don't like the idea but we got to remember and it's amazing to me that I grew up in a Christian school Christian church was just completely surrounded by this my whole family professing Christians and I went all the way up till 27 years old without understanding and even acknowledging the fact <laughs> that the people in the church are the ones that put Jesus on the cross hello like red flag red flag right mm -hmm. no one seems to even stop and scratch their head and think that that's exactly what happened Oh, the reli the most religious people of the day put him on a cross uh -huh. and enjoyed the idea of crucifying him. Because so, you know. Yeah, you read that passage, and many times you can just read it uh, as we read any fantasy book, maybe yeah, even sometimes, right. and we just identify those people as the villains, the bad guys. Yeah. But they were not the bad guys. They were the good guys, if anything. They were the, the teachers, the leaders. Yes. You know, God revealed to them. Jesus revealed to them. You guys are, are just this watched out uh, covens. Um, mm. The box that you put the dead people in. What do you call them? <laughs> washed out. Uh, coffins? Yeah, coffins. Right? Coffin. Okay. What did I say? Coven. I, I wasn't sure what you were going yeah. with there. Well, he told them, you're hypocrites. Yeah. Now, he confronted them with that. And you might think, well, that was kind of harsh. I mean, first of all, he's God. So he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. Right? And, and I should bow down. But second of all, he wanted them to see themselves for what they really were. He wanted them to take the veil off yeah. of deception that they themselves believed and uh, see, yeah, we're doing this wrong. Yeah, This is wrong. And some of them, you know, there are not many recorded in the Bible, but some of them did uh, come to that conclusion. But ultimately, they, they, they let their own desires take over. And they didn't believe in him and killed him. Yeah. They weren't the villains. Right. <laughs> they were the, the, the leaders. Yeah. That's right. That's it. I mean, it's just something to, I constantly have to even remind myself, like, you know, you can get pulled into this religious activity pretty easy in any church. Mm -hmm. And, just kind of keeping yourself in check to make sure because these people believed and followed, carried around the same, even though they might not have had the complete Bible, they carried around partly the same Bible we carry around mm -hmm. and they believed in God and they believed in creation and, mm -hmm. you know, and yet they denied Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like I said, I mean, just another red flag. I mean, the, if you read the new Testament, there is another Jesus, and there is a different gospel. Mm -hmm. 
that are floating around out there. And I believe I was under that for a good portion of my life, unaware. And I think there's people out there that are still under that, that, you know, that need to hear the, the simple truth and the real gospel because it's the real gospel is good news. Mm-hmm. It, it actually is good news. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so we're sharing good news. Now, is it popular? No. But it's good news mm-hmm. to anyone. So. Yeah. Um, so then Eric started uh, attending our church last year. Um, we started getting to know each other. We started a small group um, together. Started getting together in a small group. And um, we, I don't even remember when we started hanging out. Just Yeah, we started getting breakfast. and Yeah. A few months ago. and I like breakfast. Yeah. Bob Evans. Yeah. Good old Bob Evans. Bob Evans. <laughs> and we kept having these conversations, and they were, I mean, they were long conversations. Yeah. Um, and just thinking, man, this would be so cool to, to see if there are any other people out there that, uh, well, first that would think, and, and be in the in the position that we are in, in the situation that we are in, discovering God, God's truth. Um, and, and secondly, um, just to encourage others also, um, and I think Eric had tried to start, you had tried to start a, a, like a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, last year I just... I was dying for an outlet because I felt like the stuff was just stuck in my mind. I needed to get it out. If nothing else, I wanted to get it on record in case something happened to me and my kids would have it because I believe, if anything, I want them to hear some of the things God's shown me. Mm-hmm. And I tried like a YouTube channel, which it was kind of uncomfortable just because I'm, you know, I'm talking to a screen um, and it just was, it was kind of awkward mm-hmm. and it had like, it doesn't have a genuine feel to it just because it was so awkward. And so this, when, when you mentioned this, it just sounded, sounded way better because it's, it's just, I think it's a better fit and a conversation mm-hmm. with audio versus that. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I think all, so far, I, you know, I think it's going to be better. I think I'm more comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, to just share and, and it, there's no awkwardness. I don't think, I don't think it'll come across better. Well, I think it's always easier to have a conversation than, than just talk to yourself or talk to the air. It is, yes, most definitely. Right, so yeah. so that's what we want to to have this. And then we have the, the name. These nails have no reverse. Uh, I, I was talking to Eric about what are we going to name this thing because I always think about those type of things. I'm already thinking about a logo and I'm thinking like... Uh, Printouts and posters and billboards and you know, all that stuff. And look, but we don't even know what we're going to call it. So uh, you right away told me that I have the name. Yeah, I know. And you're like, what in the world is that? Yeah, what's up with the name? <laughs> yeah, what's up with the name? So I think for me, it's it's amazing. And it's like, I want this on my tombstone. And I honestly do. Because, you know, there's some unique things about my life that, I appreciate more now than ever main, you know, one being that my dad's a carpenter mm-hmm. and that Jesus was a carpenter, you know, and sometimes I, 
feel like inadequate or I, I kind of get jealous of people that have a stage to share their faith and, you know, pastors. and But there's a unique, it's just unique to just be a carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I was a believer, back when I had believed in a different gospel, um, I would work with my dad all the time. And, you know, we're doing, we did exterior trim and we built decks and we just did residential woodwork, basically. And, you know, he, when you're doing woodwork, you're constantly pulling nails for whatever reason out of boards, whether you got to redo something or building scaffolding and you got to take it back apart or whatever. But you have constantly have nails to pull out. And, and, and it's funny, in the moment, I didn't think anything of it. And, he, and my brothers, can they, they heard him say it a thousand times as well. As we worked with him throughout, you know, our youth, we had a constantly, he'd said it just thousands of times probably, he would just simply say, these nails don't have reverse because he couldn't get the nails back out of the wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never thought anything of it. But once I became a true believer, once I heard the real good news mm-hmm. and, and started walking with Jesus, the one of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, I started, I felt like I started hearing my heavenly father say that. It's like, it's like God would put the words of my dad in my mind and I would hear him say, these nails don't have reverse because I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of Christians who believe they do. So are we talking about the nails? We're talking about the nails on Jesus's body. We're talking about the nails on the cross. Uh-huh. You know, there's uh, so there's two, there's two verses that are very well that are connected um, to this, and one of them is in Colossians, um, which I love. I think it's in Colossians two. Um, let's see. Okay, so in Colossians two, starting in verse thirteen. Um, and it says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of an ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Mm-hmm. And it has spoiled principalities and powers and, show them, and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So, those nails... Mm-hmm. The ones that are mentioned right there in Colossians chapter two, verse fourteen, mm-hmm. he took all that away and nailed it to the cross. Those nails, those nails don't have reverse. Mm. Just like my dad used to say in a different way, um, you know, not he didn't mean it in a spiritual way, but I'm telling you what, mm-hmm. every time I think about it, it gives me goosebumps because it's the coolest. It's just a cool thing uh, to think about, and then in Isaiah. 41.7, this is like the, the connecting verse. And, you know, this verse is really cool. Um, it says in Isaiah 41.7, it says, So the carpenter, which I believe is Jesus, mm-hmm. encouraged the goldsmith, which I believe is the father, and he that smootheth with the hammer, him that smote the anvil, and said, It is ready for the soldering, and he fastened it with nails that it should not be moved. Uh, hello. Like, I think God's trying to tell us something uh, about nails. And I believe that it's fair to say that the nails that are on the cross, 
do not have reverse. We cannot reverse the nails. And, you know, people, the crazy thing to me is like how many people who don't believe that think that because we believe that these nails don't have reverse, then we just live like the devil. But I'm telling you what, when you sit and you, and you in your heart, ponder the idea that God loves us so much that his, his sacrifice is unreversible mm-hmm. and that those nails truly don't have reverse mm-hmm. and that you're secure in him. There's only one effect of that. There's only one outcome. There's only one response that we have. And it is Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. A sense, like he knew the recipe for to motivate us, and that's the motivator, is the unconditional love he has for us. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we are, he is our father. Mm-hmm. And he's never going to kick us out of his house. He's never, we're never going to become an orphan. We're his son forever. And that, I believe, is the key to like, as Jesus said, being set free. I mean, because he did say the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's why he said that. And I love the saying because I hear it in my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. And I hear it in my dad's voice. But it, I believe it's coming from my Heavenly Father because the more I dig, dig into the Word of God, the more proof I have that they don't have reverse. It's very clear. We're secure. That's just great because it's, it's like your dad was prophesying. Prophesizing. I know. I know. Without it's, even it's knowing. With, for years. And I would have never thought about it in the moment because I was clueless about any of that. At any case, I think that God used that to teach you something. Yes. And, and it's just great. Have you, have you shared that with your dad? Not really. I mean, I've told him a little bit about it, but not the full, kind of the full story of it. You know, I think I've mentioned it kind of in passing. Well, we'll send him a, a link. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> so for sure. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I think ultimately what, what we want is just to keep digging and uncovering God's truth and the word for ourselves, for our families, but then also to anyone that the Lord brings along. Um, or across our path um, because there is a lot of deception out there and that is the way Satan works through deception because if if like a magician you know and and my dad is a magician um, he he taught me magic when I say magic I'm not talking about dark magic illusions tricks right for entertainment purposes but if you know you see a magic trick and and you're fascinated by it and you might even think that the magician has powers but and and they've they've done it but if if you knew the secret of the trick it loses its charm is not entertaining And you might even think, what am I doing watching this dude yeah. pulling strings or showing me mirrors where I could be using my time in a better way? So when there is no deception, like in a magic trick, you you don't really waste your time in that. Yeah. And Satan knows that. Satan knows that as long as he puts up this illusion 
of a gospel, not the true gospel. And I guess we will get into what the real gospel versus the fake gospel yeah. is, um, how it manifests manifests itself. Um, as long as he can put up that veil of illusion before us, he's, he gets us. He yeah. got us distracted. Yeah. And... Um, and then we're away from God's purpose for our lives, yeah. which he has amazing things. And when I say amazing things, that's another thing that we're deceived. We think amazing and we think wealth, uh, health. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. All kinds of, of... That's part of the different gospel there. <laughs> worldly things that the Lord says, there, there's a better way than this. And, and it's not easy. And it might come with pain, yep. but the difference is that he is with us. Uh, so we can trust that everything that he has planned for us is good according to his will, yeah. not according to ours. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do our best to share the truth, and it's not popular. And there's going to be people that don't like it, yeah. but we shouldn't let that stop us. Yeah. From just sharing what God's Word says. Mm -hmm. So if you make it all the way here, thank you for sticking around with us, hearing our story. And uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Live in truth. These nails don't have reverse. <laughs>